We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome, in everyone, to the Pack a Day podcast. Thanks again for joining us. My name is Dan Kotnick. With me today are uh, well, it's one guy that I've worked with a ton, and one guy that I think we found out we might actually have uh, mutually <laughs> muted each other on Twitter, and now we're burying. Bearing the hatchet here. Uh, I'm filling in for Shanna and this uh, this usual crew of Monty Moore and Nathan Marzian. Guys, how are you doing today? I am good. Bye week episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, still recovering from that Packers game. Pretty ugly game on Monday, but it's OK. You know, we're we're hanging in there. Uh and NBA season's coming soon, so we got, we got plenty to look forward to on <laughs> yeah. that front. I, I was going to I was going to say, um, like the pat, I was I was on a our, our my usual show Lombardi's Bar, and I was talking with Todd Varney on there, who's a big Brewers guy, and I was like, well, at least you had the Dame news to break up like everything because it was a terrible Thursday night game, and then the Brewers get swept out of the playoffs at home, and then Monday night, I'm like, well, you had had Dame, and he's like, I'm not an NBA fan, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right Tough now, dude. Crowd. The, oh. the, the, the Bucks are kind of the Bucks are kind of carrying Wisconsin yeah. sports right now for the time being. Say, the the hope kinda, of the Bucks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Right. We don't know for sure, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like like you said, that Thursday night game against the Lions was the day after the Dame trade happened. So it was like, oh, that's everyone right. That, everyone I follow on Twitter, that's you know mostly Bucks fans, and they're all Packer fans too. But everyone was kind of just like. Well, this sucks. Well, at least we got Dame, so yeah, exactly. it's, it's fine. <laughs> so I can I'll, I'll say because as a Celtics fan, I'm like well, at least we got Drew Holiday. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll miss I'll miss Drew for sure. Drew's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, this isn't this isn't uh, Buck a Day. It's Pack a Day. So <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, we will talk Green Bay Packers here a little bit. Um, like like Monty kind of mentioned, we're into the bye week. Um, 
So there's no actual Packer game to really look forward to just yet. But uh, boy, is there sure of a heck of a lot to um, to break down here and, <laughs> and discuss. So I want to take this chance here as we, you know, there's going to be plenty to discuss here in the next two weeks about what's going on with this team, what needs to change, what figures. So let's just kind of do sort of a, a small little, let's call it like a temperature check of this team. Moving forward here into the into the bye week, you know, people are talking about, well, they've got time to, to figure out this. They can make this move. You know, uh, Matt LaFleur has been talking about trying to get back to the basics on offense and figure out what's what needs to change. Um, so let's just do kind of a pulse check with all of us, guys. Uh, I want to look at one thing on offense, one thing on defense. What, in your opinion, is the biggest thing that needs to change on both sides of the ball? moving forward i'll i'll start real quick if you don't mind and i think it's just the the very first thing on offense offensive line needs to get figured out um whether that's yeah it all starts uh, there right it, i mean it all starts there and you know some of it is you know injury stuff that that's not really something you can really control obviously we're not going to see david bakhtiari back at left tackle but something needs to happen with that left side of the ball there, whether that's put Yashin for Rashid Walker, move Elton Jenkins out to left tackle and, and move other guys around. So something needs to happen there because it's, it's become a huge, huge liability. And I mean, it's just at, at this point, that's kind of, there's, there's really not much more you can save behind it because it's passing it's run blocking there's there's nothing that's really working over there and it's becoming week after week it's being targeted it's hampering the run game it's not letting guys like aj dylan get into their rhythm and it's it's just a big liability and i i don't know if there's really i hate to take that away from you guys is one it just seems like it's the i mean it's the elephant in the room is that offensive line needs to get fixed yeah, I mean, I mean, the unfortunately, one of the things that, you know, we all knew this season was going to be a lot of uncertainty, a lot of growing pains, whatever like phrase you want to use. But the one thing we thought we could count on was like the play of the offensive line. Um, and we, you know, we all said, you know, the Packers offensive line is very deep. Like they have a lot of guys that they can sub in. Like it's all they're mostly tackles. Right. Like so like they've been weak on the interior. But it just it's just unfortunate that they've they've suffered so many injuries there um, that it's very hard for where that's where it all starts in this for every for really every team. But for this scheme, like the old line has to be good. Um, one of the only places that they elected to keep a veteran player was on the offensive line, which is David Bakhtiari. And he's done for the season. So, yeah, it's just a, a, a unit that you thought you could count on all season has so far been one of the weak points on the team over the last like two or three weeks. Yeah. And you guys obviously spoke to the, the importance of the offensive line for any team, but yeah, that that was something that going into this year, I thought gave us a decently high floor is I was just like, if our offensive line is that good, like obviously, you know, it helps both the running game. It helps the passing game. It'll help love be comfortable out there. Like even if he's not great, like it will still give us some level of like, we have a floor we have, we'll, we'll be okay because the line is so important. And as you said, it's really just gone South. It has been one of our weak points. And as a result there, it's just been so much inconsistency. And that's kind of, that for me is the biggest thing 
I mean, you can talk about with both sides of the ball, but especially on offense, it's been so inconsistent all around. Um, Love looked really good for, you know, the first two weeks, basically, and then um, turned into games where it was like, okay, he had a bad first three quarters, was a good in the fourth quarter, good first three quarters, bad in the fourth quarter. Okay, you know, two bad quarters, then one good quarter, then another bad. It just it hasn't he hasn't been able to put it together. And again, the, the offensive line has not helped that. The injuries have not helped that. Aaron Jones being out has not helped that. The running game not being able to get going has not like nothing has been able to just be consistent and be something that we can rely on offensively. And even just Lafleur, like I feel like he's just been so inconsistent as well. With yeah, it's it seems like he's running too much when we shouldn't be, and then he's like not running enough when we should be, and it's just like. We, they can never find the right – they can't find the right buttons to push, it feels like. And it's just been a mess, you know, and it, it's something that hopefully they can figure out and get better as the season moves along. You know, we, we've talked about on this podcast several times about the record doesn't matter that much. You know, this isn't a season where we're, we're really focused on winning the Super Bowl or anything like that. But we want to see improvement. We want to see them end the year better than where they started. We want to see growth from the young guys. I hope we can start to see that hope. You know, because as of right now, it almost seems like it's getting worse. Like love has kind of gotten worse as the season's gone on, and that just is not a, a a pleasing thing. So hopefully, they can get it figured out and find some consistency as the season goes along. Yeah, my, I mean, to be honest, like I, I feel like they inconsistent is the best way to put it because they looked, they obviously looked really good the entire game against the Bears, right? Then they looked really good for three quarters against Atlanta. But then from that moment on, they looked bad for three quarters against the Saints. They looked bad for the better part of four quarters against Detroit. And then they 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 looked pretty good against Oakland or excuse me, against Vegas until the until Max Crosby decided, hey, I can actually take over this game. And then he did. Um, so to kind of like piggyback off what Nathan said, my, my, my disappointment, unfortunately has been a combo of both the offensive line and like kind of Matt LaFleur too, because he, I don't think he's putting them, the offense in the best position all the time, like, Mm -hmm. like to, to put it to perfect example. Right. So in this last game on Monday night, they get the huge play to Christian Watson, right? Get the ball down there to the what they get down to the two or three yard line. That that sequence after that big play was so bad. Like you, you ran straight up the gut with AJ Dillon twice, and then on third down you just do a sprint out to the left, which takes away half the field, and you only have two guys out on the route. Like that's just you're already dealing with an offense that's struggling because they're down. Again, like the the Packers made a, a concerted effort to make sure that they were like the youngest team in the league, right? And they only kept two veteran players, which are David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones, who are extremely good players. They're top five at their position, so it makes sense to keep them. But those guys also are supposed to make life easier for the quarterback, and unfortunately, they haven't been available. And it really seems like Matt LaFleur hasn't been able to adjust to not having those two guys on the team and like that that's something that i hope they really come out of the bye with again like hopefully aaron jones is healthy enough to play against denver and all that but i feel like they need to be put in a better position to succeed even if they don't have their first options ready yeah and you know that's 
we got the coach speak again this week from <laughs> Lafleur. Like I said about try, you know taking taking a look, self scouting, figuring out what you know what needs to change, going back to the basics. But you know that's that's been a problem, a, a mark of the whole entire Matt Lafleur era. Yeah, really, is if things on offense aren't exactly the way he wants them the 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 team isn't in in rhythm they're not stacking plays they don't have every single one of their their weapons he gets out of sorts and he gets he gets away from from everything and so you know i I, my you're you're exactly right like that's something that needs to be needs to be fixed it needs to be worked on but that's something that needs to be that has needed to be worked on since he Join, join the team in 2020, like, 2020 essentially. That, that's that need that's it, I, and I, I just like how many more times are we going to keep saying like this needs to change it needs to get fixed you know yep. we need to we need to figure and it's like bro you know this offense works better when you run motion why are you surprised when it's when it's not working and you're not running motion AJ Dillon doesn't run like Aaron Jones does out of the, out of the shotgun. Why are we running him three times out of the shotgun? Like it, it, it sometimes it feels like I'm being gaslit by Matt LaFleur sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and it's rough. And, and what made it so frustrating is so, I mean, we're so conditioned as Packers fans to, if things aren't going right, we generally always lean towards, okay. Like, well, we don't believe in the defense. So like, Joe Barry's been on the hot seat all year, all mm-hmm. that, blah, blah, blah. The, the defense was good enough on Monday to win the game. Like, yeah. there, there were three players that could ruin the game for the Packers, and that was Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and Max Crosby. Like, the defense made sure that it wasn't Adams or Jacobs that ruined the game for you. You only allowed 17 points. You should win an NFL game if you hold the other team to 17. Yeah. Especially, so, especially when you're going up against like the one of the worst defenses. It's, yeah, it's not, exactly. You know, this isn't like the Raiders' defense is some stout defense that okay, yeah. like that's a tough defense to put twenty on. No, like we we talked about it in the pregame or the the show last week where we were kind of like, this should be like there's not really an excuse to not put up mid to high twenties in this game, yeah. and they couldn't even do that. Yeah, and 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 what made it so frustrating is, and again, this is all growing pain stuff. So like we knew the season was going to go this way where there'd be some frustrating games, but when you sit through them, it sucks. Like it, it feels like going into the season, you're like, Oh yeah, some games will be frustrating, but you're not really, ex- you're not really ready to sit through it. So when you sit through it, it kind of sucks like on Monday, because as a microcosm of what the issues are going to be on this team, right? That final drive Packers absolutely had a chance to win. Dobbs and Musgrave both dropped passes on back-to-back plays, which would have put the ball at the 20-yard line, and you'd have first down, right? But instead, you get two drops, now it's third and 10. So Jordan Love kind of feels like he's got to press a little bit and try to make something happen. So they try to go for they try to go for the TD, right? Christian Watson is open, but Love can't throw the ball because the offensive line collapsed and he's having to escape the pocket. So it's just all kind of stuff like that. Like it's all things that are correctable, which is why I'm still pretty optimistic about this season. It's not like it looks like they're totally overmatched or don't know what they're doing out there. But again, this is, it's a bunch of kids out there. Like they're figuring out as they go and 
but that's when you put it mostly on the coach because like he has to have them ready to figure this stuff out. Like he's got to yeah. put them in position to, to learn these lessons. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I was going to say that, no, you're good. I was going to say that as well, right as right before you said it, you know, cause you, you said have these guys ready, but also you mentioned it before putting them in the best position to be successful. It just doesn't feel like, and that's why it's so hard to even judge loves, you know, start so far as you're yeah. like, yes, it's been a struggle. Yes. There's been some terrible moments. Some like he had some awful throws on Monday, like just terrible reads. But at the same time, you're like, he is not in the best position to be successful right now. Like they, there's so many times where you're like, he's almost being set up to fail and then he fails. It's like, can you really put it on him? You know, he's a first year starting quarterback. Like, I don't know. And so it's, it's been so tough. And I, I, I've had such a hard time even trying to evaluate him so far. Cause it's just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call him good or bad for sure. After five games, like I, you yeah. know, I'm not going to do that. We haven't, there hasn't been enough definitively one way to say he's, he's good or he's bad. Um, but I just hope that they can get some type of consistency going here, but again, by the end of the year and get some answer to that a little bit. I, I don't know. And I don't know if it'll come by the, end of, by the end of the year. I just hope it does. I don't want to be, I just want to be in a position where at the end of the year, you're going, uh, do we know if he's good or not? Is he, you know, the whole yeah, that's, by, you know, that, that's what's so frustrating is because they are on, they're on an accelerated timetable to have to figure out if he's, if they believe in him or not. Right. So yeah. by, by virtue of the deal that he signed and that they, that, you know, the contract, he's got two seasons, but if you don't know by the end of this one and you're counting on next year to determine it, that sets you back. Like ideally yeah. you're going to know at the end of this year, either he looks really good or he looks really bad to the point where they're like, okay, now we know but he still has another year to prove it. But we think we have an idea. Like worst case scenario is you get to the end of this year and you're like, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like he looked okay. Yeah. So now, you, now, then you're stuck. Yeah. Right. Then you have to take another chance just in case. And then, yeah, who knows what happens after that. So. Yeah. Because the, the, it's always, if you don't, if you're not a hundred percent sure that he's your guy going into the off season, there's a chance you miss out in the draft on your guy. There's a chance you miss out on Caleb Williams or something like that, where, where if you're not a hundred percent sure you can, you can miss out on, on players. And now you've put your team back another two seasons, three seasons, whatever it is. Um, the last thing I'll say about that, because everything you guys said, I think we've, we've pretty much covered the offense, the growing pains for this team expected the growing pains should not be from the coaching staff. It should be exactly. from the players. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly, I think that, that sums up, I think everything that we've, we've kind of said, we expect growing pains from Jordan Love. We expect them from Christian Watson, Dobbs, Tucker Craft, uh, Musgrave, all of these guys, the growing pain should not be on Stenovich, Matt LaFleur. Th that that's, that's supposed to be like you mentioned, Monty, the floor, like that's supposed to be the floor that keeps this team afloat yeah and um, I, like to, to add like one last thing because like you specifically mentioned christian watson i would really like for him to start playing like he's six five <laughs> like he i mean because again and i love that he took ownership after the game he literally said like they came they went to me in big moments and i didn't pull through like those were on me but again uh, on that last interception i'm not sure that jordan love and christian watson get that call right 
But like if right. he fights back towards you, the defender for the ball, you at least make the ref have to decide to make the call or not. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Packer fans? It is time that you make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza, that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke. Little Caesars, by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their pizza pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday. And then you can get ready for football and fun choose your favorite little caesar's pizza pick the toppings you crave either way you win for me i have the same order every single time i'm going with their hot and ready pizza pepperoni no questions about it and more importantly than anything else always 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 get the crazy bread it is in my opinion the best food that you can get on the market i'm not joking i love crazy bread love 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 crazy bread get it every single time you win when you get crazy bread and speaking of winning Literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza, pizza. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? In college, I personally dealt with an addiction that was tough to get over. And while my mind kept telling me to do the right things and I wanted to do the right things, it was always hard trying to make the right choices in real time. What I eventually found out was that therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back and how to work for yourself instead of against yourself. Therapy has helped me with my past struggles and helped make me a better person today for my friends and my family. Therapy has helped me learn my trigger points, my destructive habits, and what positive steps to take to ensure that those negative behaviors turn into positive ones. If you're even thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be catered to your schedule, and flexible to your individual needs. Make your brain your best friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com. Slash pack a day. Hello, friends. Today we're brought to you by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and using code PACKADAY for 20% off plus free shipping. I recently picked up Manscaped's new handyman and friends 
defense, it is amazing. There are so many incredible aspects, but the fact that it has one guard that can trim to 20 different beard lengths is a game changer. Their skin safe technology is legit and getting through a full shave without any nicks and cuts gives me all the confidence in the world to go for that smooth, close shave. Oh, and you can use it for wet or dry use as well. So this amazing device does absolutely everything. Right now you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code packaday at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code packaday. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. It's finally football season, which means... It's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite? Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using Prize Picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, It's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, he, I mean, he got out jumped by a guy that's five nine. Right, like there, that should never happen. Like you, like he needs to start playing like he's actually one of the biggest guys on the field. Because again, like I, I believe in him completely. Like unfortunately, he hasn't been able to play much this year, so he's still kind of like getting his legs underneath him. But yeah, I mean, he on this team, he's your most dynamic wide receiver. And when yeah, like like. He, he admitted like they're going to him in big moments. Like he has to tr- like make it, he has to make it hard for the defense to out jump him for a ball or out muscle him for a ball. Because at the catch point on Monday, he got out physical two or three times and that shouldn't happen when you're that size. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's look at the defensive side here. Tons, tons, <laughs> maybe more than the offense to, to discuss here. Um, I mean, let, let's just address this question because I, I've had it come up in on different shows. It was it was brought up on we did the game on Wisconsin post game show, and had people in there mentioning it. Um, is this a time to fire Joe Barry the bye week? I I mean I don't think so, and I de- I definitely don't think the Packers are an organization that make a move like that, especially since. It's like if, if Joe Barry has survived up to this point, week six, week six of five week is not the time that he's gonna he's gonna hit the axe. Um, but you know, I do think that if if you wanted to make a move, and and this would be the time time to do it. And I think that yeah, there 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 needs to be something. There needs to be a new voice in that locker room on the defensive side. I think whether it's whether it's a player stepping up and, and becoming and taking that, that role over something needs to change defensively because you know, Monty, you're exactly right. 
the defense did what they were supposed to do. And honestly, in most of the games this year, they've done what they were supposed to do. They held the Saints to 17 points. They held this team to 17 points. Um, you know, they they kind of got their teeth kicked in a little bit against Atlanta. I give them a little bit of pass there. Detroit's kind of the one outlier. But and they're they're the I mean, Detroit's the one actually good team they've played. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. So they've been able to do it, but like it just it never feels like you can rely on on this defense, I guess. I don't know. It's 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 a weird it's a weird kind of thing to think about because they they produce by not giving up enough points, but man, you just never feel safe with this defense. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, I, I think the issue is, cause again, if you just look at uh, how many points they've allowed, like they've been good enough. Right. I think the, what makes, what makes us feel the way we feel about the defense is they get teams too often have like third and two, third and three, like there, it, it it makes it hard to say the defense has been good because they're always giving the offense like easy conversions and high leverage situations. But I wish the NFL made known and more public the information about like what like coaches' contracts are, right? <laughs> because if this is Joe Barry, like if this is the last year of his contract, he's not going to get fired. Right. Yeah. They'll just they'll go with him through the season just like they yeah. did with Mike Petton, and then they'll go their separate ways, right? But we have no idea what his contract is. And I think so like he's like Joe Barry right now is under the microscope. He probably has the quote unquote if anyone has a hot seat on the coaching staff, it's him, right? But if he keeps if the defense keeps allowing 20, 17 points and looking okay, and the offense has games like that on Monday. I mean, he's not going to get fired because uh, I mean, he's, he's doing his part and Lafleur is the head coach and the offense is his baby. So that's going to be under the microscope. I don't think Joe Barry should have been brought back at the beginning of the year Yeah, but because he already was. I think it's going to take something pretty much catastrophic for them to make a change before the season is. Are you, are you talking about like Preston Smith going to Adams? <laughs> 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 You know what the worst part about that? That didn't even matter. Like they right. still they still should have easily won the game. Yeah. Even yeah. With that that yeah. one high profile play. But that's like a straw that broke the camel's back moment, right? Because how are we still getting those situations happening in the mm-hmm. game? And and that's and that's the frustrating thing. The other frustrating thing I think is that you continue to see the same stuff that has been frustrating the last few years, and it's just yeah. like nothing is changing and you're like, okay, how long are we going to watch the same stuff happen? And the yeah, these aren't our first rise. complaints. Yeah. So, right. but as you said, I don't expect him to be fired right now. Just like it would take some cat, something catastrophic. It would take them giving up 50 something points probably <laughs> to be like, okay, yeah. Like, we'll, like, but they're not going to fire him after giving up 17 points. Um, right. And then the offense struggles. Like it just, it, no, he, he wasn't the main reason for that loss or anything, but just seeing, you know, overall the run defense has not been good again this year and it was fine on Monday night, but just overall hasn't been great. And as you say, getting in those situations where they're playing way too soft plenty of times, especially on like third downs and in the red zone and stuff, they had, it was like third and goal from the 10 and they had someone like oh, lined man, up. Yeah. They were like lined yeah, up at zone. the goal line. They were in the end zone. It's in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. Like they weren't even, like, on, yeah, they weren't even on the right side of the goal line. They were standing yeah. in the end zone. <laughs> 
I it's just like the same stuff, and you can see it coming. You're like, this is like, why are we playing that? Okay, he just yeah. got ten yards. Okay, cool, first down. All right, touchdown. It just, it's it's seeing the same stuff happen that's just making I think Packer fans go crazy, um, and rightfully so. But I don't know. And and going into this year, you know, we kind of I think we talked about it in one of our first shows. It was just like. Obviously, they have the talent. I think everyone agreed. Like, we're excited to watch this defense, but we hope the coach doesn't hold them back. We hope that you know the the, the schemes are good. We hope that they're not making the same dumb mistakes that they were making before, and they still are. And the run defense is still yeah. the same. And it's just like it, the the production never seems to. Or, and again, the production has been okay, but the consistency and overall production doesn't always seem to match the talent level that they have on defense. And it's just like. They'll have they'll have good games and then they'll go back to their bad ways and then they'll have a couple of good but it's like with how talented this defense is, like that shouldn't be the case. Like they shouldn't struggle this much. It shouldn't be this difficult. And yeah, it was something that we were afraid of going into the season and you know, unfortunately it hasn't changed much. So um I I you know, obviously want to see him gone at some point, but I have no idea when it's gonna happen and I don't I don't trust that it'll be anytime super soon. Yeah, I mean and and to to put it you know to put it in perspective from the other side of like yes the defense did do its job against the raiders but it's not like that offense has been good right i mean right, yeah. you look at it and you say oh they have don Adams, they have josh jacobs like it's probably a pretty good offense like they haven't scored 20 points in i think have they scored 20 points this year maybe in one I game think, uh, yeah I, it might have been 19 was their highest level. okay yeah <laughs> so it, it, it's not like they're a good offense it's just right. We're so expect like we're so used to oh if this if this team has a great player on offense they're gonna have a big game against eight, us and that didn't eight, happen. Eighteen is their highest. Okay, yeah. So so they they held a bad offense to a low number. Low of average, baby. We got yeah. a low average. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's just more of it's it's that type of thing. Like th- this this is the the weak part of their schedule right now. Like they got the Broncos next, but I mean. They got Broncos and the then the Vikings who won't have Justin Jefferson. So like, how do you really judge them, right? Like, the Vikings without Justin Jefferson, if they don't right. score a lot of points, okay, of course not. But then you you're gonna have teams like the Chiefs, and then later you got like Chargers. Like, if they if they look really bad against offenses like that, then I think you're one step closer to in the off season they actually make a change because this whole year overall. It's a year of evaluation, not necessarily contention. Again, like if they sneak in as the seventh seed or something like the Seahawks did last year, that that's great because they're ahead of schedule. But if you are still getting blown out by these teams with actual good offenses, then you make the change because next year is when you start to think that your window is open. And sure. that's when you make those changes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think when we talk about this team and the – two words like if you put it on on the the tagline of the 2023 green bay packers it's complimentary football it's you know the thing that everyone has tattooed on their arm for for this seat you know and this defense it's it's weird like this defense and the way that they play right now it's good enough when you had aaron Rodgers playing quarterback right because he would always be able to find he could always find ways to to get points or or to get to get you something. Jordan Love needs a little bit more help. This offense needs a little bit more help, especially not just Jordan Love. It's it's the whole the whole group. Yeah. You need a defense that's not just going to bend and don't break, but 
ball hawks, flies around the field, gets your offense more opportunities, gets you those one or two extra possessions by getting turnovers, by getting quick three and outs. You need to give this offense as many opportunities as possible to get into a rhythm and make things happen. And it's just this defense, it's just not, it's not good enough to complement what the offense kind of the the floor of the offense right now and so that's where all these problems sort of exist and so yeah is you know you talk about in talk about it in baseball all the time is you know was this manager the right manager for this time for this team you know good manager good coach but maybe not what this team in this iteration needs right now and i think maybe that's something that is kind of what if if we're looking at something that is a maybe less objective or you know less 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 uh, firebrand, I guess if we're talking about why Joe Barry maybe needs to to move away from this team is maybe he's just not the right fit for what this defense needs at this point. Yeah, um, I mean, okay. I don't. I, I was just gonna say the the thing that still has me encouraged overall about about the team as a whole is the mistakes that are getting made or when they get outplayed, it doesn't seem like to me it's because that they're, that there's a huge gap in talent between the teams that we're losing to. It's just mistakes. And, right. and that comes, that comes down to coaching. But when you have a, a team that's this young, you're going to get those mistakes. So it will be a big, we're, we're really going to be able to figure out and see what kind of adjustments and how good this coaching is. Because again, like these are all mistakes that I feel aren't insurmountable. Like you have guys, you had a couple times on Monday night where two guys were in the same spot on a play. Right. So like, that's, mm-hmm. is that bad play design or is that people running the wrong route? I, I know Lafleur chewed out Musgrave on that first drive of the game because he ran the wrong route on that third down. Right. So that kind of stuff is correctable. So that's, that's the only reason I'm not like, you know, th- this team doesn't have enough talent or maybe they don't have the right coach. It's these are correctable mistakes. It's just you want to see them actually correct them. We, we, we don't want to see these young guys make the same mistake over and over, essentially. Yeah. And and, and that and it goes for the whole team. But just and I talked about it with love a little bit is I just hope at the end of the season we got a little bit more clarity. We get because yeah. right now there's just so much like unknown. You're like, is this coaching staff good? Is is you know Jordan Love good? Is is AJ Dillon good? I can't tell. It's just like there's so much you can't really tell right now, and I'm just hoping that by the end of the season you have a more of an idea. Like, okay, these guys need to go. Like, I don't know. I I just want to have more clarity. I don't want there to be as much inconsistency. I hope that as this season goes along, like you said, that they can fix some of those issues, um, and then we kind of have an idea of of the actual team we have out there, the actual players we have out there, and what we can do going forward um because right now it just feels like it's so hazy yeah uh well i think that uh, i think we pretty much covered (laughs) covered everything uh kind of maybe all the all the ailments that we've seen out of this team here early on anything else that we guys want to touch on before we we kind of wrap up um, All right, I so, would just, so now we're, we're so now yeah, we're going to go into five reasons why the Bucks are beating the Celtics <laughs> in the playoff series. <laughs> I was just gonna, yeah, I just want to add that, like, so coming out of the bye this week, the the Packers are in a really unique situation because 
they got run over by a team that's clearly better than them and clearly ahead of them in the Lions, right? They had a extended layover. They played a bad AFC West team on the road that they should have beat, and they didn't. They looked bad. So now they have another long extended layover. They could play another bad AFC West team on the road. Like the, so if you want to see if this team can learn from its mistakes, like not only should not only do they need to beat the Broncos, I think they need to look good. Mm-hmm. Doing it. Like they can't squeak out a win against a team that's probably going to be one in five. Right. Like they have to they have to look good because like we said earlier, the Broncos are probably going to be sellers at the trade deadline after like after this game that they're playing in Kansas City. So you have to look good against teams that you should beat. And I know you're young and all that, but it's not enough just to squeak out a win like they need because, again, they're under the microscope. They've had two. They had a really bad primetime public loss against the Lions and then didn't look good against the Raiders in primetime. So now you're coming off a bad primetime game and you're playing a bad team that's not going to be in primetime, but you have to look good. I mean, like that's, I, I, I think we'll learn a lot from this next game about how the rest of this season will go. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's a really solid point. I think that the it's, it's really a, stark reminder of what this what this season is because at the beginning i was like if you told me you know week week seven or week six against the broncos is going to be a must win game i'm like oh man so we look like shit but not like but 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 if i would have told you before the season that going into the bye the packers would be two and three like how would you feel you probably wouldn't feel that bad I had us three and two, I think, going to the bye. So okay, I think yeah, I, yeah. yeah I might have. I think I might have two. Uh, I I don't know. I might have. I I, th- I think I was a little drunk on Jordan Love early on when the <laughs> predictions came out. But you know, I think it's two and three is is not bad for this team. I think though, um, it's how it played out. Looking, it's when you start looking at some of the losses, look really bad, and then even when you kind of look back on the Saints game with that, when you're not, you know, uh, you know, three beers deep into that day, like I was, um, <laughs> it, it, it kind of, the, the, the glean of it kind of wears off a little bit when you're like, Ooh, we really that's what's so weird. That, yeah. That, that's what's so weird because like they should have beat Atlanta and should have right. lost to new Orleans and they just yeah. flipped those around. Yeah. It's a very so, topsy turvy world being a Packer fan the, right now. The, the three the three out of five games that played out the way that you think they quote unquote deserved are like they definitely sh- like they legitimately won against the Bears who are bad they deserved to get beat by Detroit yeah and then on like the one game because again we we say like the Saints and Falcons games cancel out because like they should have been flip flopped this game was the one that really stands out. Cause you're like, they had no business losing it. Like they should yeah. have won. And yeah, like, yeah. now that we're sitting on that for two weeks, like I think that kind of clouds what we are feeling right now. So yeah, this next game will be very telling for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that, uh, that wraps us up here. Remember uh, if you are not doing so already, follow the show on social media at pack a day podcast on X slash Twitter. 
Uh, you can follow all three of us. We are out on the socials as well. I'm there at DK all the way. Uh, guys, where can the people find you, Monty? Uh, you can find me on Twitter also. I'm at Ferd Turgeson, F-E-R-D underscore T-U-R-G-E-S-O-N. And then I'm at Nathan Marzion, N-A-T-H-A-N-M-A-R-Z-I-O-N. Awesome. And of course, uh, on, on the other side of the back of day thing as well, make sure you're following everything Andy does on the YouTube side, the YouTube channel for pack a day podcast. There is literally just a, a cup runneth over for Packer fans when it comes to the pack a day podcast content. So, um, like subscribe, rate review, all that shares with your friends, because, uh, this is a network that means a lot to Andy, all of us and everyone listening. You guys are the reason why, why we do it and why we still have to keep talking about Joe Barry. So thank you. I, I, also. I, I always say good luck listening to everything on pack a day. Cause there's so much. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I started, you know, I was, I was at the ground floor of pack a day and I was like, I'm going to listen every single day. I'm going to make sure. And like, <laughs> it was like three weeks in I'm like, buddy, like I got other stuff I got to do yeah. <laughs> work like life. I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you guys uh, for letting me jump on here. Thank you for listening. And uh, until next time, go pack, go. Go pack, go. Go pack. Go pack.